0: It's good to be back, and thank you for your support and prayers. Acts of the Apostle was written uh, by Luke. When Luke wrote this book, there was no such a thing as Christians. The name Christians came much, much later. They were all Jews. They never considered themselves to be Christians, they were Jews. But they were different from all other ordinary Jews, majority of other Jews. They believed that Jesus was the Messiah. So later we call them Messianic Jews. And that group was a very small group. After Jesus died, only 120 people gathered together To pray, very small, insignificant group, 120. But somehow, I mean, when Luke wrote this, somehow, Luke had this great vision that he had a vision that there will be God's witnesses to the ends of the earth. I mean, there are only 120 people gathered together, and very small number, and yet he had this amazing vision that there will be witnesses to the ends of the earth. And this vision did not come from himself. His vision came from Jesus Christ because that's what Jesus said, and he believed in what Jesus said. And had, he had that vision personally for himself. This was, this was what Jesus said. We just read, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria
1: and to the ends of the earth. What Luke believed came true. What Jesus said came true. There were witnesses who went to the ends of the earth. What started with 120 people changed the whole world. These 120 people, soon the Rome changed. And the Rome adopted Christianity as their official
0: religion. And soon it went up to Europe. And the whole Europe changed. Now the Europe that you see, everything, the tradition,
1: history, is all to do with Christianity. All Europe changed. Asia, North America, South America, Africa, and even to Madagascar, which I just came back from, they all changed. And Luke's vision, true. How did he have that kind of vision, prophecy?
0: Almost, it's not just vision and wish. It was almost like prophecy. The picture that I want to show you is uh, uh, one of the churches, uh, FJKM churches in the uh, town that I uh, taught. And, and you cannot see it, but when you look at the f- uh, front, it says 1859. Since 1859, which is longer than our history, our church history,
1: 1859,
0: there were Christians from London uh, Missionary Society and French Missionary Society and also Dutch. So three countries gathered together and they established this church and officially became a church since uh, 1968. But they started uh, their uh, worship and everything from uh, 1859. In 1969, they became official member of uh, World Council of Churches. This FJKM is the biggest denomination in Madagascar. As a Protestant church, they have six million members. Huge denomination. And the Reverend Unja Tu who organized all the mission trip, that is Reverend Unja Tu and Reverend Um, uh, The one who organized whole mission trip uh, for me, he has 20,000 members. Uh, and when I visited the, uh, him last time, a few years ago it was 15,000 members. Now it's 20,000 members. It is a huge congregation, huge church, but it's not really well structured like a beautiful luxury. It's just structured. There's nothing there. But it's a huge. And five thousand people each. I four thousand people each service. And a five times death service. And then they do a communion at, uh, twice a month. But they, they do everything
1: so efficiently. A huge church. I don't know how Luke had this big vision. He was a different guy from ordinary us. We don't have that kind of vision. We're just busy living.
0: we just enough to take care of myself and my own family. And beyond that, well, overwhelming. At most, I can do a little bit more of church work, but it's overwhelming. I cannot have that kind of vision. But where did he have that kind of vision that whole world will become witnesses of Jesus Christ? That itself is a miracle. He's a, he's a big guy. He's a different guy, different
1: person. I admire that kind of people. FJKM means Church
0: of Jesus Christ in Madagascar biggest denomination uh, in this uh,
1: country. Luke did not believe in the power of 120 people, no. He did not believe in the power of six million people. His secret of having this big vision is simple. He believed. In the power of the Holy Spirit. Power of
0: the Holy Spirit. That's it. Not what he could see. He didn't calculate the possibility and or probability. He just simply believed in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can see that in today's passage. He said, when the Spirit has come upon you, when
1: the Spirit comes upon you,
0: You'll be my witnesses.
1: That's what the Spirit does. That's a sign of having the Spirit. That's a proof of having the Spirit. Sign
0: of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues or is a, a saying supernatural things. The sign of receiving the Holy Spirit is to become witnesses of Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does.
1: And today we are celebrating the coming of the
0: Spirit, Pentecost. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you want to be a witness. And that's what you've been doing. You helped me. You sent me. Because you wanted to be a witness. You cannot, yourself cannot go. So you sent me with money and all the uh, time. So that's why I went. And uh, to be witnesses.
1: When you receive the Spirit, you become a witness of Jesus Christ. Being a witness is simply sharing
0: what God has done for you. Every day, every moment, we experience God's grace. God has done wonderful things. In my life, I simply share with others. That's what being a witness is. I went to two places, Amatun and Fianaratsua. These two places I went to. Uh, since uh, we didn't have time, I had to teach every day eight hours, very tiring. And on the day I arrived, I had to, in the afternoon I had to teach, in the morning I was there, in the afternoon I had to teach, so uh, we had to uh, take uh, airplane because we don't, we don't have much time. Uh, so uh, we took the airplane. It's only about 400 kilometers, but a small plane we had to take. On the way back, we drove. It took 20 hours.
1: Only 400 kilometers, and it took 20 hours. Just
0: going oh, forever with that 40 kilometers per hour. I don't know. Because there's so many potholes uh, that you just cannot uh, go straight. So we took uh airplane and I took a picture of the, this uh,
1: pilot. What is he doing? He's praying. He's from Sweden and he's there as a missionary. That's what he does as a pilot.
0: Because in uh, the, the Madagascar, there are a lot of rural areas. So, so he does that. So before uh, we uh, took off, uh, he said, let us pray, and he's uh, prayed for us, and still scared.
2: <laughs> small plane just going up, and down. oh my goodness, first time
0: I uh, was on that kind of airplane. People from all of the place, all of the world, come because they want to be witness. And there's another girl, uh, not girl, but young woman, mother, young mother that I met and she, uh, I took a plane together and she came from Holland and she, when it's the rural area and it runs uh, orphanage her parents don't like that <laughs> because they want her to be in Holland and enjoy her life but She wanted to go, and then this time she took the airplane. Usually she doesn't take the airplane, but she took the airplane because her son was sick, very sick. So she had to come out uh, from that small village.
1: Young woman, young mother, why would she give up
0: her comfortable life in Holland
1: and come all the way? Because she wanted to be witness? Simple.
2: When you receive the
1: Holy Spirit, you want to be a witness.
0: They're all there because they wanted to be witnesses. Not because they
1: don't know how to live other kinds of lifestyle. They, they know, but they chose to be there because it's precious to them. It's a value. Life with value. Life with, life with worth. What is worthy for me to do? That's why they were there. Every year the church
0: uh, the Reverend Unjatu uh, serves. They send 50 lay missionaries. You have to know Madagascar. Madagascar is a big city. so They are big cities. But there's so many small villages. So you don't even know how many people live there. Because they are living in a rural area. There's no electricity, no road, nothing. Uh, so uh, you have to go uh, through the, 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 uh, uh, some kind of uh, water uh, road or or uh, helicopter. Uh, they have a helicopter. And these helicopters are run by Christians, missionaries. Helly Mission, it's called Helly Mission. And then they come and then they they do uh, that kind of stuff. And so all these 50 missionaries that the church uh, sent. And then these are just ordinary people like you and me. Uh, Professors, engineers, and uh, some teachers and uh, some, some of them were not even educated, but they volunteered themselves, their time. They take vacation, two weeks of vacation, and they volunteer to go uh, on this mission. And 50 missionaries, that we sent, they asked me, uh, asked us to help, so we uh, helped them. And then uh, this time, uh, it's uh, 200 people. They're missionaries. They go there,
1: and they do help establish uh, the church. I realized that for us, there's my life and then serving. But for them, serving is their life. Then two people, one, two of
0: drivers uh, took us around and one person, professional soldier, he took vacation just to drive us around. Another person, a taxi driver by profession, and he uh, took vacation. Also, he uh, took us around to drive us so that we can mission. Life for them is mission. Life is serving.
1: It's wonderful. And they love doing that. Very different in some way. One took, uh,
0: one is, uh, used to be a steward, uh, and then he took a
1: vacation, one week vacation, just to translate, uh, for me. They do this with desire to be witnesses. I think there's a lot to learn from them rather than giving them. There's a lot to learn from them about what life is all about. When the Spirit comes, we want to be a witness. I went to seminary students. There are four
0: seminaries in Madagascar, four areas. And there's a faculty of theology in uh, Tana Lerivo, which is called Tana. And then they study three years in the rural area, and then last year they study at uh, faculty of theology. And then they, the sinner sends them out, and then they do mission uh, for one year, ministry, and then it can become uh, ordained. 7,200 churches, but only 1,500 ministers. So, very lack of ministers. A lot of Christians. In Amatun's Razaka, there were 69 students and 77 students in Fiara Ranswa. And then there were more female students. I was very encouraged. There will be female ministers. Uh, a little bit more. And their studying environment was not very good. They all live there. It's not like you're going to school and you have home. No, they live there for three years. And then they don't have to pay anything. The sinner pays for everything, but they live there for three years. uh, And small room, I think about 500 square feet, not even 500 square feet, six to eight people live together in one room and they just have a a sheet cover and it's my uh, room, and then room, but it's one room, and then they just live there for three years. And there's a washroom that I uh, took, that's typical uh, washroom. I mean, there there are some better ones,
1: but, you know, I used to grow up with that. (laughs) Very hard. But they don't find it very difficult, hard at all. Because they are so filled with desire to be witnesses. That's all they care about. They want to learn about the Bible. And then
0: look at the, the students that, they are just eager to learn. So these uh, life circumstances, it's not that important. They don't even
1: find it inconvenient just, that's a part of their lives. When I taught them, they said to me, we never
0: learn to look at the Bible in this way. They were so shocked. Because they, they, they don't have many uh, resources and materials.
2: And that's what uh,
0: Reverend judge wanted to do. Uh, because he uh, sees that, uh, uh, that we have a, uh, have a special uh, way of looking at the Bible in a certain way as a pastor. So he wanted these students, he has a lot of uh, burden for them. He want, wanted his students to be exposed to this kind of teaching. And then principal came to me with tears in her eyes. "Are you going to teach us only four gospels? Teach us more. Next year, come and teach us more. Stay here for six months <laughs> something. Like that. And then teach us more. Uh, that's what uh, they were saying. I went to their library. Oh, my goodness.
1: All those books are probably written in 1960s, 70s. Old, archaic French books. You don't see them around here. They don't have any
0: other modern resources. Well, they're well educated, but only from the professors. So I wanted to uh, get them resources, so last time when I went, I uh, took uh, hundreds of books, and then I saw that in the library, uh was good, uh, St. Timothy's. So I was uh, talking with the, uh, the professors and uh, all that, and in this small phone, I probably have about 2,000 books in this small book. So I told them, why, how come, if, if he sends you the, the, the e-book, is it possible?
1: Thing is, they don't have Amazon. They don't have ebooks, And then they don't have bookstores to buy books.
0: So there's no way they can get books. So next project is for me to go to these Western uh, uh, Presbyteries, East Toronto, West Toronto, and then I will ask retired ministers to donate their books because they don't need them anymore. And they collect them. And about this size of box, uh, if I collect books to put it in a container, about 600 boxes. Then where do I put all these 600 boxes? So I want your help. In your home, maybe take about five boxes each, and then we get 600 boxes one day, we all bring together uh, and then uh, send them. It will be very, very uh, helpful. All of the even little children, you all have a computer, don't you?
1: At home, at least
0: you have one or two computers here. At Theological Seminary, there's no computer. So students, they write their pairs, papers uh, with hand and then they take uh, to the town and get typewritten and comes back and then uh, pay. They pay for that and then uh, uh, submit uh, the paper. So this time, with the money that you gave uh, gave me, two schools, uh, I provided a computer system so now, uh, even administrator does not have a computer. One computer for administrator and other computers for students to use research and then uh, write uh, papers and things like that. Two uh, seminaries, I help them with that. And there are a lot of tribal languages too, in the uh, so for, for major, four major tribal languages. I mean, their main language is French, and then, uh, Malagasy is another, uh, official language. But also, there are a lot of uneducated people in the four, uh, uh, uh tribal language. And Reverend Um, uh, raised funds to translate the Bible into their language. Uh, and then, uh, they, uh, Sianaka, uh, so they translated. It costs, uh, $100,000 to translate one Bible. And then, so he went to United States and one person uh, gave $100,000 to translate the Bible into uh, uh, the Siyanaka language. So they just had a worship service with their own language. They were so excited. And then he's going back in July. He uh, raised another $100,000 to uh, uh,
1: translate
0: the Bible. There are so many good people
1: in the world. They don't mind giving $100,000. What's the money at the end of the day? They want other people to enjoy uh, their lives and enjoy the gospel. They live as witnesses. They came from all of the world. God still works through you mysteriously. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you have this desire to be witness. 37 years ago, when I went to seminary, Knox College, U of T, I once
0: invited all the international students to my small apartment and we had dinner together. After the dinner, I had talked with this one person for a long time. He was a black man, and he came from Madagascar. I didn't know what Madagascar was. He told me, probably told me he came from Madagascar, but I didn't even know what Madagascar was
1: at that time. And then we separated. And then last time when I visited, he was a professor at
0: Faculty of Theology. He taught, uh, after finishing study. he taught in uh, France a little bit, and I went to Madagascar to become a professor. This time I went, and I met all the professors of two colleges, two uh, seminaries, and they they told me they were all students of Emmanuel, the man that I met 37 years ago. In that way, I was connected with them. Life is very strange. We don't know how God works. And this time, Daniel and uh, Grace uh, went with me. Uh, so it was wonderful that they, they were there uh, with me. And then For one week, we were together, but the second week, we are separated. And they have, I think they have more wonderful time than me <laughs> in the, the, their mission field. They met so many missionaries and they heard their stories and they, and they were talking about uh, agricultural uh, project. And uh, there's a pizza guy who started pizza in Madagascar. He's Jebel, he's uh, so much money. And he was there too, to listen to uh, Daniel, who knows what he might do in the future. A few hectares maybe uh, of uh, agricultural stuff. We don't know how God works. I thank you for praying for us. At times, I had a difficult time. Uh, even today, uh, I woke up at 12.30, I'm extremely tired, uh, but I'm standing here uh, to uh, speak to you. Uh, it's all uh, God's help. But there, many times I felt really drained and tired, and every time I felt drained, I felt a prayer. And I thank you uh, for praying for me. That is so important. Remembering those who are in mission field and praying for them. That is so important. KSM a woman, before I left, she told me, Reverend, you're going to have an explosive effect uh, through this mission trip. So I told her, let me see whether you, what you're saying is prophecy. Uh, I didn't have explosive effect, but very powerful impact on them. And they were so appreciative, the teaching. I realized that this church is small, but it's not small. You can do so much. You are in a very, very good position. You can do so much for the world to be witnesses. So next year, Maybe this time Daniel and Grace went. Some of you may go with me, uh, and I'm not going to stay for six months, but <laughs> as they requested. But uh, probably I'll go back and uh, for two weeks and uh, teach them different things. Uh, so thank you for giving me this opportunity to share the gospel with them. The world is big and world is small. So we can do so much uh, with your resources. And then at the end, after every lecture, oh, so many people come and ask all kinds of questions about the Bible, about theology, about pastoring, all kinds of uh, things, they, so uh, I was busy really answering them. Uh, and then at the end, they really hated uh, to uh, see us go and then they, they gathered together and then they sang a song uh, for us. And this is a song they sang for us. And I want you to listen. They do that without even music. <웃음> <웃음> and it's just fine. That's how they sent us off. There was a farewell song for us. Thank you very much.